Okay, so we have a couple of vinyanim that I wanted to uh, discuss tonight, um, all based on this week's parsha. As in the top is written over here, you have the uh, handouts, the biurim explanations of pichasidus based on Hasidic explanations. The parshas vayera, um, a couple of points in parshas vayera. So, parshas vayera is really the second story, the second parsha that deals with the story of Avram Avinu, right? Um, really, um, Avram Avinu was born at the very last psukim of parshas uh, Noach. But then the first parsha that really discusses his lifetime is Lech Lecha. This week is Vayera, and next week is Chai Yisora. These are the three weeks and the uh, the three parshias that are devoted to this tremendous tzaddik, the first the first Yid, and the, the first of the Aves, who the Zayar Hakadosh called the Merkava, that they were like a chariot to Hashem's will, totally uh, subjugated to every whatever Hashem wanted. Um, but here in this week's parsha, there's again a number of points, and there's one uh, fascinating story. And that is the story of uh, the, um, the destruction of Sidon. Um, we have a, this is the second time that the Torah clearly talks about Hashem destroying a part of the world. I mean, you have the, the Mabel, that's the one big one. Um, and now you have Sidon. Uh, there's others that are alluded to, but the ones that the Torah talks about clearly is Sidon. Now, Avram, we know, is the paradigm of Chesed. Avram is called the ultimate Isha Chesed. And one of the uh, greatest indications of that is when Avram in this week is begging for Sidon. Mm-hmm. Now, Hashem tells Avram, these people are wicked, <coughs> these people are evil, and I'm going to destroy the cities. And Avram, this, I mean, there's no better way of saying it. He, he's arguing for them. He's their, he's their defender. Even for Rishon. And for these are Gimur, and these are yeah. the ultimate wicked people. And it's not, Avram doesn't put in one request. As we see in the Parsha, he's like going on and on. Maybe there's 50, oh, maybe there's 45, maybe there's 40. And, and this is Avram, who's so bottle, so nullified to Hashem. But when it comes to standing up for others, and it comes to begging for others, even if they're Rishayim, Avram was the ultimate of Midas HaChesed. Um, there is a, a, a quote. With Noach. Noach did, wasn't for right, right. So the Zayar Kodesh says that that was a critique against Noach. Yeah. That Avram was mispal for others and Noach wasn't, right? Yeah. Um, so you have... Avram Avinu tells Hashem, and this is a pasuk. The, the first line I have on your page, you can look inside. It's from Perik Yudches Pasuk Chav and this is during those uh, negotiations, if you will, when 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 he's trying to argue in defense of the people. So he asks one request, and Hashem says, "Okay, if there's fifty, I won't destroy them." Then he says, "Forty-five." Then Avram says, "He says Vayan Avram Vayemer." Avram continues in his conversation, and he says. He didn't know how altilu daber al Hashem says I have uh, I have taken the the liberty so to speak to talk before Hashem vanoichi offer vaefer I am merely dust and ashes and so he says I'm I'm totally I'm nothing but nevertheless I beg to ask for a further request and he keeps on um, arguing in the defense of the people of Sidon and here we have an interesting statement in the Gemara. Um, so I have the quote the way it is in the Gemara in Masechta Chulin, but there's this, the same quote is also in the Gemara in Masechta Saita. And the Gemara says, Amar Rava. Rava says, B'schar sha'amar Avram Avinu v'anoichi afar va'efer. In reward for this that Avram Avinu said, that I am dust and ashes, Zachu banav l'shtei mitzvahs. So his, his children, his descendants, Klal Yisrael, merited two special mitzvahs. The mitzvah of Efer para v'afar soita. We have a mitzvah that we do with ashes, and that's the ashes of the paraduma of the red heifer, um, with, from which we make the uh, afer of the paraduma, right, to uh, to purify someone who has tumas me, someone who contracts the tumah, the impurity of the dead. 
And there's a mitzvah done with afar, which is with dust, and that's the dust of the seita. Right? The woman who's accused, um, or, or it's not clear, there's a doubt that maybe she, um, she committed adultery. So we have the whole story in the Chumash where basically they take, the Kayin takes, they brought to the Besamikdash, and there's water, and the water is mixed with the afar, with the dirt that is in the karka ha-mishkan, that's in the ground of the mishkan. So the Gemara says this very interesting and somewhat cryptic statement. Avraham Avinu says, I am dust and ashes, and because of that we receive two mitzvahs, and there are mitzvah with dust and a mitzvah with ashes. And again, the dust mitzvah is the saita, and the ashes mitzvah is the paradun. Now obviously we know that everything in Torah is exact, and it's not stam, you know, oh, dust, dust, ashes, ashes. There's got to be some deeper understanding and relationship and connection between this, the offer and afer that Avraham Avinu was talking about, and these two mitzvahs that the Gemara is telling us we received as a uh, reward or in the merit of what Avraham Avinu said. So there's a couple of points that we have here on the paper. The first is from the Baal HaTurim. Now you know the Baal HaTurim is a fascinating pirush on Chumash. Uh, totally unlike any other pirush. Um, primarily it's all remez. It's uh, all gematria. And he explains, you know, numerical value of words and the remez of A and B. And people don't realize that the same one who wrote the Baal HaTurim wrote one of the most foundational svarim of halacha that all halacha is based on. That, the tour, right? The, he was the one who created the concept of Arachayim, Yeridea, Cheshemishpah, and the whole Shulchan Aruch is based on. So this ultimate authority of halacha also wrote this Sefer of Rimazim on the Torah. And that's the Baal HaTurim. And he's very into gematria, specifically gematria. And he says the following. He says on the Pasuk, in this week's Parsha, where it says, Anechi afar ve'efer, I am dust and ashes. And he brings the Gemara, Mikan zachal le'efer para v'afar saita. And again, he brings it from the Gemara saita. As I said, it's mentioned twice in Shas. Because it spells with the shin. Right. So he spells saita, which is with a sin, which is the way it's spelled many times in Gemara and in Rambam. Um, it, because really, the word Saita in Chumash comes from Ishki Siste Ishto. Siste is with a sin. So it's one of those words that for some reason sometimes it's spelled with a sin and sometimes with a Samach. So he spells it with a sin, which is going to be very important for his gematria. It wouldn't work with a Samach. So, but it is spelled that way in you know, many places. Also, they say that... Uh I mean, I think it's true that if a word sounds like there's a connection too. That's that's well, that's correct yeah. as well, as well. But here specifically, the, actually, the, the the I guess the the real way or the, the initial way would be with the sin, because it comes from the word kisiste ishta, which is the sin, as the Gemara says famously, nichnas beruach That's from the same word. That's the sin. So he says afar, the word afar, which is dust, is gematria, the numerical value of the word lesoita. Now, if you have, I don't know if you have your calculators with you, but it's a, it's a, it's an exact uh, um, gematria of afar tilasaita, the afer bigematria bipara. He says that this that the gemara says that the afar that Avram says afar of afer. So he says afar is the saita and afer is the para. So. Um, one of the beautiful things in Torah is how everything connects on all levels. So even the numerical value collect connects as well. But of course, that's not enough. That's just, it's uh, amazing to see how it works out numerically. But what is the deeper type of connection? One more second. Why do they go Lissota? Where's the Lama coming here? Well, Why I guess because that? he said Afar, and that brought us to the Saita, the mitzvah of the Saita. Oh, so what about the other? Afar brought us to Lepor? Afar brought us to Lepor. Well, Bi is also a connection. Okay. Okay, okay listen. Right. 
This is what the Baal Turim writes. Okay. So, I'm not going to crig on him. That's that, would, that would be pretty foolish, right? Afer and Torah are not exact because Torah is 285, Afer is 281, right? Uh, Afer. Because he said, uh, that's what Avram said, offer ve'efer. That's the word in the Torah. That's the word in the Torah. Right? So you have to add the vote. Okay. So that's one interesting um, uh, kesher, one interesting connection that the Balaturim points to. Now, in the Gemara, we know that behind the, uh, on the Shas, there is one of the very chashev and mefarshim, it's called the Maharsha. Reb Shmuel Edels, one of the great mefarshim on Shas. Reb Shmuel Edels. Yeah, I think, I think his mother was Edel, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and or his mother, mother-in-law, I don't remember. I think he was a rav in, oh gosh, um, I want to say Lublin, but I, I'm not promising to this. You know, um, be that when as it he, may. When did he live? When did he live? Well, 400 yeah. years ago, something like that. So the marsha, his he's primarily known for his was called the Chidushe Halachis. Oh, and that's where he goes into every Teisvis, and he goes very, very deep learning the Maharsha. And yeshiva, yeshiva is very, very... Oh, yeah. It's one of the big Limudim in Yeshiva. Yeah. But aside from that, he has the Chidushe Agodis. The Agodis is where he explains those Gemara that are more Agadita, you know, not, yeah. not Halachic, but, you know, nice ideas. And such as this. So in Mesech Dechulin and the Chidushe Agodis, the Maharsha deals with this. And I have here the next quote. You can follow along inside. I'll read it. He says, "Vaschus hu min hadoyma ledoyma." He says, "If if uh, if if we if Avraham Avinu says something and in that merit we receive the mitzvah, so there got there got to be a comparison. There's got to be a, a connection and a comparison from this that Avraham Avinu uh, said, "Anechi offer veifer," to the mitzvahs that we received um, because of that, which is the offer, the dust of the seita, and the eifer of the parah. So he says, "What is it?" He says, "Shebeschus sheomer vanechi offer." He says, I'm just like dust. What was he referring to, dust? Betchilas Yitziras Adam. Because man was created from dust. So Avram, like we say in Perkyavis, he remembers, may I, you know, where do I come from? We just come from dust. Kimavur, like Amar has explained later in the Gemara. So Zachu Lafar Saita. Because of this, we were Zaycha to the Afar, the dust of the Saita. Why? Shal Yedezeh Tizke Lahoilid Ben Kavraham. And the Gemara in Masech it says that a woman who goes through that whole, whole ordeal of drinking she's the waters innocent. of the Saita, and she's innocent, oh. so she'll have a son at Sadiq like Avram Avinu. Oh, really? That's what the Gemara says. Yeah, in other words, it's, it's, here's this whole shameful incident, and she's in front of the base of Mikdash. So if, she's, if she is um, uh, you know, guilty, so then she'll die. But if she's innocent, not just is she exonerated, yeah. but the Gemara says that she'll have a child like Avram Avinu. So that's the connection. Avram Avinu says, I'm like this afar from where I was created. And that gives the mitzvah afar seita, which will help a new Avram Avinu be born, hopefully, if this woman will be innocent. And then he says, and that after death, I'm just like, again, like dust and ashes, what, what, what comes from a person is nothingness ultimately. So because he, he, Avram remembered his day of death, in other words, that there will be a time when he is, when a person well, dies. Well, so, because he remembered his day of death and he always held himself humble because of that, that's why we'll have the ability uh, to have that mitzvah that purifies us from the impurity of death. So that's how the Maharsha explains the connection that it's not, of course, chas random, but that the, there's a connection. Avram said, Afer so Avram remembered his birth 
that he's born, he comes forth from dust, and therefore we get the Saita waters, which have the ability that hopefully she'll be exonerated and give birth to Noah Ramavinu, and he remembered the day of death, and that gives us the power to receive that mitzvah that purifies the tuma of death. That is the Marsha's idea. What about the fact that uh, Paradoma dust makes a, 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 a tar person tummy? Ah, so the Marsha doesn't deal with it. Marsha doesn't deal with that. But now I want to add one idea. I want to add an additional idea, and that's based on a talk from the Rebbe, and he's going to talk exactly about what Avram just talked about, Abe just talked about as well. And, and, and the Rebbe says an, an additional beautiful idea in explaining the connection of these two concepts. Avram said, offer of Afer and those two mitzvahs. And he says the following idea. Avram, as we said earlier, was the paradigm of kindness, of chesed, of ava, of kindness. Now, there's two types of kindness. In general, there's a lot of people who are kind, they'll give it, they'll give it dollars to the tzedakah, or not a dollar, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. But they're doing it because they're comfortable, they're good, why not help someone else? You know, I'm good, I have my home, I have, my, I have whatever I need. I'll also extend myself to others, which is a mitzvah, which is beautiful. But then there's a much greater level of kindness. And that's the kindness that comes from humility. The humility when a person puts others before their own needs. Even when I don't have, nevertheless I'm there to help someone else. And that's a whole different level of kindness. It's not kindness because I have and I'm comfortable, so why not help? Give him maestros. It's a kindness of humility that says, you know what, another person is more needy or more deserving than myself. I like the expression, well, tell me what I can add. Okay, let me just finish that idea. Yeah. So he says, when Avram says, Avram was saying what kind of kindness, where Avram's kindness came from. Avram's kindness didn't come from the fact that he was taken care of, so therefore let me be kind to others. His kindness came from the fact that he felt himself like offer of Afer. So being that he's nothing, everyone else is deserving more than he. And that's why we find that Avraham Avinu didn't just practice kindness, he practiced kindness at his own expense. Where do we see that in the beginning of this week's parsha? Avraham is sick, three days after his bris milah, 99 years old, he's out there helping people who he thinks are Arabs that are bowing to their Tavid Zarah, Rashi says. More so, Avram Avinu didn't just give away his physical pain for others, Avram gave away his spirituality for others. Avram Avinu tells Hashem himself, as we discussed, right, please wait, I, and, and he foregoes his time with Hashem to do achnasasarachim, to do kindness with others. So Avram represents the kindness that comes from self-sacrifice. I put myself aside to help others. Anybody or everybody who was trying to inculcate about rebondage. Anyone, anyone. To bring them up to a higher oh, level. Says the Rebbe, that's why, which two mitzvahs did we receive because of that? The mitzvah of Afar Saita and Efer Paraduma. Because both of these mitzvahs bring out this point of self putting others before ourselves. Yeah, we can see with Sota, but about, uh, I mean, we can see it with the, with the... Oh, uh, so with the Paraduma, that's what Abe said, yeah. that the Kayan, in order to bring Tyra to another person, the Kayan has to become impure. Yeah. That means I'm not just helping someone else when it's good for me, yeah. I'm a Kayan, I'm going to have to stay away from the base of Mikdash for a couple of days yeah. to help another Yid. Yeah. Where do we see that in Afar Saita? What does Hashem say when it comes to Afar Saita? That my name that's written by Kedusha yeah, and Tara erase my name yeah. to bring Shalom ben Ish Ishtay peace oh, yeah, with others. Yeah, so good. these two mitzvahs both represent the concept of the of putting others before our own needs. Kindness born out of humility 
and, and the feeling that others are worthy and, and, and worthy of me putting myself aside. And that's why the Gemara says that it's Nafka, these two mitzvahs. Um, that come because Avram said Anoichi offer because Avram again was saying where his kindness was coming from not from the fact that he had everything he needed but to the contrary to the fact that he held himself so lowly that he put others before his own needs and therefore we were Zeicha his descendants Klal Yisrael was Zeicha to these two mitzvahs that both bring out this point where Hashem says erase me to help another and where the Kayan says I'll become Tameh in order to help another Yid and that's the explanation of the connection of these two mitzvahs. So that is one point that I wanted to talk about here. Yes? So okay. what I want to say is that I saw the expression recently that uh, when giving, there's the, expre- the expression is you can fill it in, the blanks, that who's to say his, my blood is any greater than his? Right. Well, well, the, Gemara, the Gemara says, yeah. Exactly, that's the same statement in that's Aramaic. That's what I'm saying. Right. Right. It's an interesting way of right. saying that... Uh, well, who are you better than I? Who am I better than you? We both got whose blood is redder. I like that. Beautiful. beautiful. Okay, I want to, um, we don't have a lot of time left. I want to jump into one, another idea, which ha- I don't know if we'll be able to finish everything here, but at least begin. And that is one of the greatest parts of this week's parsha, and perhaps the most famous part of this week's parsha, is the story of the Akedah. The Akedah is Yitzchak, of course, where Avram is called upon to in his mind, what he thinks he's going to do is sacrifice his only son, his beloved son, for Hashem's name. And this is, Avram, of course, stands up to this test. In fact, this is the tenth of the tests of Avram Avinu. The Mishnah tells us in Pirkei that Avram was tested ten times. And he was able to successfully stand up to every test. And this was the greatest and hardest of his tests. And this is a test that Klal Yisrael talks about every day. Every day in our davening, we say the story of the Akedah. Comes Rosh Hashanah, that becomes the central point of our davening. We're always talking about the schus of the Akedah, the great merit that we have, the schus that Avram Avinu was able to take his son Yitzchak and bring him on that altar. And the obvious question, and this is a question that's asked in many Sforim, is it's a great story, the Akedah. But our, histi- our history is replete with Mesir Nefesh. We have thousands of years of people who not only were willing to give their lives, but gave their lives. And not just their own lives, but the lives of their children. Famously, we have in Hanukkah the story of Hannah with her seven sons. So there's, unfortunately, countless stories of mysterious Nefesh in our history. Why then is the story of Akedah singled out? Why is it, why are we always talking about the great Zuchus, the, the everlasting merit of the story of the Akedah for Klal Yisrael, when seemingly as a nation, mysterious Nefesh is almost part and parcel of who we are. It's something that is not, we're, not, we're not strangers to. So why is there so much emphasis put on the schus of the Akedah? Why was that so uniquely different? And this is a question asked in a number of Svarim, and there's a number of different answers given to this, what was so unique about the Akedah. And here on this paper, I have a couple of them. And let's, let's see what we have here. And we'll go in order the way it's on the paper. The first is an answer from the Sefer HaIkrim. The Sefer HaIkrim is a Sefer that was written a couple hundred years ago, uh, maybe five or six hundred years ago already. Um, from, his name is Rabbi Yosef Albo, and he wrote on the Yud Gimel Imuna, on the foundations of faith. He deals with the Rambam's 13 principles of faith, and wrote about it extensively. And he, I believe he was one of the great uh, leaders of the, uh, of the Spanish Jewry, if I'm not mistaken. So he writes, for something very interesting, he says, Avram didn't really have to do the Akedah, because he had a way out. Because Hashem had just told him a different message the other day, which is, 
He says, Yitzchak is going to be your son. Your descendant is going to be Yitzchak. Ki bi Yitzchak yikari l'cha zara. Hashem promised Avram that Yitzchak, the descendants will come through Yitzchak. So when Avram, when Hashem comes to Avram and he says, um, you know, bring your son Yitzchak as a, a carbon, Avram right away could have been alarmed him and said, one second, I have another mitzvah. Uh, you just told me yesterday that, so Avram had a, a way out, so to speak, halachically. In other words, he, you know, Hashem told me this, Hashem told me that, so why do I have to go be mahadr? Why do I have to run to sacrifice my son? I, you know, I want to listen to the first thing Hashem said. So that's what he says. He says, that it wasn't, it wasn't really a, a commandment that forced him. He could have said, you know, I want to be from and listen to the other thing Hashem told me. Right? And not only that, the Ran, who's one of the Rishonim, says in his rushes on the parsha, he says that's why Hashem uses the Lashem. He uses the words in the beginning of the Akedah, Kach no as bin Please take him. Because I can't really command you to, because I just told you that, that he's going to be your, your continuation. Says the Sefer Ikrim that that was the greatness of Avram in the Akedah. That he had a way out and he knew he had a way out. And he could turn to Hashem and say, Hashem, you know, I want to be really from and listen to what you said yesterday. And nevertheless, he said no. If Hashem is telling me to do that now, that's what I have to do. I don't have the ability and the right to make cheshbonus. And Hashem told me, Hashem told me something else. That is the approach of the Sefer Ikrim. He says, everyone else who didn't say, it's had to do it. You know, it was a mitzvah. A mitzvah is a mitzvah. Avram didn't have to do it. And nevertheless, if Hashem told him, he went ahead and did it. That's his approach. Now, um, similar to that we have, and on the next paragraph, we have a very beautiful vert from Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Haraduk. Rabbi Nachman of Haradok was the oldest and the greatest of the disciples of the Ma- well, I don't know the greatest but the oldest and one of the greatest of the disciples of the Maggid of Mizrich he was a colleague to the Balatanya although significantly older than him and he wrote a great sefer called Pre Ha'aretz and he has an interesting piece he asks a, a, a very interesting kasha he says everyone always talks about Avram's Akedah the schus of Avram of the Akedah he says this schus is Avram's and it was great for Avram, but there was someone else who was willing to get on that altar. <laughs> Yitzchak. Right? You know, some people think, if they don't know, that Yitzchak was three years old, Avram took him and tied him up. Yitzchak was 37 years old. He was a big boy. He was a, he was a fully grown adult. And if he agreed to be shakted, he says, why does Avram get all the credit for the Akedah? Why don't we talk about that Yitzchak gets the credit of the Akedah? That's the question of Rabbi Nachman Mendel of Herodot. And he answers an amazing answer. And really follows along the lines of what we just learned. He says, for tzaddikim like Avram and Yitzchak to be willing to give their life for Hashem wasn't a nisayim. It wasn't a big deal. They were, as we said, they were a Merkava. They were totally devoted to the Ratz and Hashem. So for them, willing to die for Hashem, they, I mean, of course, that wasn't, that wasn't a big deal. What was the big deal? That Avram, Hashem had just told him a different nevuah the day earlier. And now Hashem is telling him this. So Avram, in his mind, could have questions. Yeah. Hashem told me this, Hashem told me that, I don't understand. I have a shy laugh to go find a rove. He says, no, Avram didn't think if Hashem tells me to do that, even though yesterday he told me something that seems to be completely contradictory, now I have to be Mikhaim after fulfill Ratzon Hashem. He didn't let his mind take him in circles. That was the greatness of the Akedah. And that's why it's Avram's greatness, not Yitzchak, because Yitzchak didn't have conflicting prophecies. Mm-hmm. For Yitzchak, Hashem says to put yourself on the Akedah, of course. But Avram had the conflicting prophecies and didn't let his mind 
you know, get, get, you know, bring him in circles. That was the greatness, says Rabbi Nachum Mendel of Haradak. Okay. Well, there's an expression right too, uh, something Chaval al da'avdim v'lo That's later. That's the Gabi. Um, that's when Moshe Rabbeinu who asked questions. He says Avram didn't ask questions. Right. Well, Good point. Chaval al da'avdim v'lo Hashem says that Avram was greater than 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 Moshe in that way. Excellent. Uh, quickly, number two, another answer given in a number of sforim, and that is why was what was so great about the Akedah because of what we said earlier that Avram was the ultimate paradigm of the midah of Chesed. Avram was the ultimate of Chesed of kindness. And kindness, to take one's son and bring them on the altar, yeah. is the ultimate opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So in that way, that's what makes this Nisoyen so great. He says, because specifically for Avram, for him, who is the kindest of a of, of, of person possible, for him to do an act of such severity, that was the ultimate Nisoyen. And that's why it was such a great thing. It's the idea that a person has the ability to go and do the, the polar opposite of their own midas, of what their own tendencies and nature would lead them to, and that's why this Nisoyen is singled out. Mm-hmm. And that's another answer. I didn't put a certain name by it because it's written in a number of different places. Um, number three, and this is from the Balatanya, a very interesting answer. And he gives an answer, he says, that the Nisoyen of the Akedah, oh. the greatness of the Akedah, was not that he was willing to do it, but rather that the Pasuk says, by Yashkim Avram Baboiker, he woke up early to go to the Akedah. In other words, the one thing of doing what you gotta do, even when it's very difficult, there's another thing, doing it with a alacrity, with an energy, with an excitement, <laughs> with a happiness, with a simcha. He woke up early. Avram set his alarm clock early to go do this mitzvah. One would say, Avram, where are you running? You're going, you know, your son is going to be killed. It's okay. If it's, it's bad enough. You've got to do it. You've got to wake up early. Zrizin makdim in the mitzvah. That, says the Balatanya, was the greatness of Avram Avinu in the Nisoyen of the Akedah. So that's a, a third approach to answer that question. Uh, to go. 9.15 is my we have, another, we have another minute or two. Let's, okay. let's try to hop around. Another quick, quest, another quick answer, number four, is based on the uh, quote in Chazal, kol hascholis koshes. Why was the Akedah so great? Because that was the first Mesiris Nefesh. We asked the question, we're a nation that went on Mesiris Nefesh for thousands of years. The answer is yes. Who empowered us? Who gave us the ability? Who gave us the koyach to go on mysterious Nefesh for thousands of years? That we got from Avram Avinu. Ramban tells us famously in the beginning of Parshas Lech Lecha that why does the Torah so elaborate on the stories of Avram Avinu? Because Maisa Ovois Simen Labonim. What the parents do, what the ancestors do, is a sign, but not only a sign, it's a Nesinas Kaya. It gives us the ability, it gives us the energies. And the wording that's used many times is Pasach Esat Siner, it opens up the pipeline. Avram Avinu opened up the pipeline for Mesiris Nefesh, for his descendants for all time. So therefore when we ask, well, it doesn't seem like such a big deal, because we all do it. Yeah, we all do it, because he did it. So therefore it all traces back to his standing up to that Nisoyen and be willing to go on the ultimate serious Nefesh and that's why we talk about that knowing that yes we all do it because we're empowered through the Nisina through the Simon that we get from our Oves and ultimately from Avram Avinu so this is a fourth approach to why this Nisoyen is so great and why this is what we always remember as the tremendous Schus of the Akedah for all time okay. very good very good very good good job and now everybody has what to talk about on the Shabbos dinner. Decide, well, what happened in shooting? What happened? What do you think?